What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 124.5, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Resident Evil 4 Remake. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, finishing the sucker up. Um, the last two chapters... Alright, the second last chapter is not short. I'll put it that way. It's not long, but it's it's definitely not short. The two before it were, were some of the longest two in the whole game. Probably 13 oh. and 14 were both pushing two hours for me each. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm trying to remember, because the bad thing, I beat this game literally a week ago. <laughs> um... And so I'm trying to remember, we, we left off, we had had our big boss fight with Krauser. Beat him, killed him, stabbed him straight through the chest. He is he is D-E-D dead. And for some reason, somebody lowered the drawbridge. We, they could have won. They could have, Lord Sadler could have won. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, they dropped this drawbridge hubris. and allowed it Leon to continue. How many bad guys fall to hubris? apparently one more than we have here so <laughs> but uh yeah we continue on um and the rest of the game is all basically just the end right it's racing to the summit and then escaping yeah pretty much pretty much so this is like the final um, because I, I think they make a they give you a prompt or someone says something but you know when you go after krauser when you go into the building maybe it's just the uh, the merchant says it again. Make sure you've finished everything up before you go forward. But you you definitely yeah, get a sense that, that this is like this this is the last section. Yeah, and he also has like a um the the final like um shooting gallery that you can go to. Yeah, finish that up. But I had an issue here because at the beginning of this summit, I came up into this arena there's enemies there and all of a sudden they all start getting blasted with a machine gun and I'm like what the heck and th there's a helicopter that pulls up and it's flying around and it's shooting guys left and right and I'm like okay well cool it's 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 helping me or is it I don't know and it's still doing passes back and forth, back and forth, and killing guys. And it, it disappears for a little while, and some more guys come out, and I'm not paying attention, and I get killed. And when you die and it says game over, usually it pops up saying continue, Go to main menu or load game. The only option I had was go to main menu. And I was like, what? So I went to main menu. Go to the main menu and it pops up. Would you like to start a new game? Oh boy. And I'm like, I, no, I want to, I want to play the game that I've been playing. It's not there. None of my saves are there. It finally happened. If you remember, we had the same issue last recording where like I saved and it's froze for a while there. And then all my saves were gone. And then I was able to save after like waiting five minutes. Now it kicked me back to the menu. There is no save. There is no way to save my game. I'm like, I'm screwed. Yeah, I, your, your I am consolation save. Yeah. I didn't even have that. So I turned off my Xbox. I turned it back on, boot the game back up. Still nothing there. And I was like, I'm screwed. I'm genuinely screwed. So I went to our discord and I asked a couple of guys in our chat and Jay, Jay Lee of all people, he told me, he said, why don't you try uninstalling the game and reinstalling it? And I was like, why, why do that? And he's like, well, I looked it up 
and on Xbox, you can't just find a menu on your Xbox to pull your cloud saves. You can do that on other consoles. I think the PlayStation lets you do that. You can upload or download. You can't, yeah, you can't do that on the Xbox. But the Xbox does have cloud saves. The only way to pull your cloud saves is to reinstall the game. So I deleted the game. I reinstalled it. Sure enough, all of my saves, including the three that I had been missing from the previous recording, are back. I said, okay, cool. Boo the game back up. Started right back where I was. The helicopter flies in, shoots some guys, and I immediately get a cut scene with the guy. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but he's like, hey, I'm here to help you. There was multiple cut scenes there. None of those cut scenes actually happened the first time I played this. It was oh, just the, the plane was, or the heli- yeah, the helicopter was just flying around shooting dudes. No cut scene happened. Context. I couldn't continue the story. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the, it was like a weird, like the game didn't trigger the cutscenes, but after I reinstalled it, everything seemed fine. Didn't have any issues throughout the rest of this game. I think what happened was something happened in my first install and it was just wonky or something. Yeah. Just had to reset everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, glad that like I, I would have thought, I, I feel like what would happen to me is I'd get all my saves back, just not my most recent one because something happened when I was saving it that triggered something and. It's good that you got all of them back, but also didn't lose, you know, an hour or so of progress. Yeah. All well, the saves are good here. So I feel I, like I'm. I feel like if I lost my most recent save, it's pretty rare that would be more than about a half an hour of gameplay. Yeah, typically these last two chapters, it may have been a little bit longer, but um, yeah, I, I was I was surprised. I even got that save before the minecart, so now I can go back and try the minecart again. Nice. So yeah. I got all that stuff back. I'm I'm happy about that. But, Chris uh, has yeah. heard it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um that um back to the story. Got this helicopter coming around. Hunnigan uh called in the cavalry, brought this guy in. What's this guy? Do you remember this guy's name? Uh, shit, I do not. I can't remember. It's okay. Mike. It says he it's Mike. Long. Mike. So Mike's flying around. He helps us out a lot. Uh, so periodically he will fly around the arena and we go through multiple areas and you have to wait for him to shoot the barricade. So that way you can continue on. And that's why the, the game kind of just borked on me because he didn't shoot the barrier. He just kept flying around. So yeah, um, we um moving on occasionally he'll fly around and shoot some dudes sometimes he sometimes it takes a while for him to get back or he'll be like i'm out of ammo you're gonna have to handle this on your own kind of thing yeah which is it's not i thought about trying to exploit him a bit more but i you know there were a few times where even when he was in the area i'm like all right i'm just gonna kneecap a few people so that they don't get too close to me but i I probably could have avoided it and saved some ammo yep but, um, yeah, I go through this area where there's two, like, um, turrets in, like, a above the, uh, like, a walkway. And you have to take those guys out. You have to open up this door. Um, never had, never had an issue with it. In fact, I don't think I had an issue with this entire last part of the game. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I felt like I was pretty well powered. In these last yeah. two chapters, you know, I'd started to build up some ammo. I, I was able, I hadn't fought the extra resources from the vendor in a while, the merchant. So I, I was able to pick those up. I feel like they give you a ton of gunpowder. So I started stockpiling Magnum ammo because I was expecting to need that for whatever comes last. Um, yeah. You know, so I felt like if I was stockpiling them, the magnum ammo then i was able to just get a lot of handgun ammo and just kind of use that up with the occasional rifle shots I, I i felt like the magnum and the shotgun i was purposefully not using and able to stockpile a little bit more more than i had yeah. in the last three or four chapters anyway 
Yeah, I was able. Uh, the Magnum came in handy toward the end there. That last fight went by real quick. Yeah, I actually used my rifle the most for the for the last fight, but you know, there's some sections yeah, see, I... where anytime you're up close, the the damage output from Magnum is just so good. Plus, it's got the laser sight, so it's nice and accurate. And yeah, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Hard to beat for that one-on-one -on -one damage. But um, yeah, making it up to the summit. Um, I guess we. Yeah, I, was, I can't remember how we. Well, go ahead. I'm just say there's a lot of little sections here where you're on like catwalks and people are coming at you. Nothing, nothing too exciting, but there were some turret guys that you had to be careful around. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think anything here was hard though. No, I didn't either. Like the one main arena kind of in this level, for me it, it felt like what the level was kind of built around was that one giant courtyard where you've got a lever to pull on the upper left and the upper right. Yeah. And so you're kind of but yeah, I, I ended up crisscrossing a little bit because I didn't know those were there for a little while. Um but I was trying to sneak up behind the two turrets, there's one on each side. Um I'm always a fan of getting to use the turret to mop up everyone oh, else yeah. who's walking around. And a couple guys, like when you pull a lever, some guys start emerging and then they emerge again. Yeah. They jump down from like the third level onto the second level. Uh, yeah. I ended up using a grenade once or twice. So three people jumped down and I just plopped a grenade right at their feet. So I felt pretty efficient at that point. Yeah, that's. The, I think you hit it the nail on the head. I felt like I was just, I was powerful enough to handle all of this. Yeah, you know, I don't think any point in this level I really ran out of ammo. I mean, there's a lot in that section. I mean, they throw a lot of guys at you, so you know, even all the mowing down you do once you just go back through and, and pick up all the the remnants, the treasures from all the fallen enemies, you get restocked pretty quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. So after making it to the top, I'm trying to imagine how, how we reconvene with Ashley. God, I can't remember. We do have, we have the section at the top where there's like another little like cabin. Where's there, where there's the regenerators. Uh, yeah. And then after that, you go through like a cold room and they talk about having moved the regenerators over there. Yeah, when do we actually meet back up with her, though? I can't remember. Oh, that's right. Because she... So once you get all the way to the top, there's a, a, a section after you go through, you know, a, a few more little buildings. You fight one of the pig mask guys. Um, there's some lasers that you need to realign. You get up to another church, basically. And she's on the altar at the end of that room where it looks like it's a church that's kind of like uh, made from a cave, basically. Right? And then there's pillars yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and one of them collapses. Yeah. So you basically have to go all the way in, pick her up off the altar, and then, and then make your way over to the lab to inject her. That's right. That's right. I was thinking that was what we did when we first ran into the regenerators, but we hadn't got the parasite out of us yet. Right. Yeah. Cause he was getting ready to control us. And then Ada comes in and, and makes the <laughs> pillar fall. Yeah. yeah. And gets us out of there. So yeah, that's, we, we have like a little, uh, I guess a hallucination yeah, like traveling through water. Yeah. Yeah. While we're carrying her. And we're able to um, we're able to get the parasite out of her, but before we can get the parasite out of us, we pass out, and that's the end of the chapter. And that's when the last chapter happens, and we get able to walk around the <clears throat> walk around the um, the lab there and get a little bit more context. Yeah, lots of files. Which I was to glad. Yeah, a lot of files to read and stuff like that. So, um, the uh, 
yeah, Ashley, after she has the parasite removed from her, um, she does the same thing for Leon. So he wakes up and is like, oh, you saved me. And um, that's when we can kind of walk around. We get a little bit more insight into Luis and what was actually going on here. So seems like the, from what I can understand, the, the Amber, uh, basically Jurassic parked this parasite years and years and years ago. And back in the eighties or nineties, this village started going into the mines and that's where they discovered this Amber. Um, the local rich blue bloods of the area, the, 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 you know, Ramon, whatever his last name was, Belazar. his family. Yeah. That his family wanted to get more of this Amber exploited, thought it was worth something. Well, they started bringing in people to come and appraise it. And they found this, this ancient parasite in it. Well, that garnered the attention of umbrella umbrella has been working on this wonderful virus that the, and they said, Oh, this is, this is something we can use. So they bring in their own team. One of which was Luis, who was a research scientist. Um, and they started experimenting with this, this parasite reviving it from, from the Amber. Well, just like in Jurassic Park, nothing really goes according to plan. And, um, now we have an outbreak, but, uh, the, the difference between the, the T virus and this is that the parasite can take over the body and still be semi-intelligent. Some of the strains. So, it sounds like there's different strains. Yes. yes. And it also depends on the host. The host has to be the right match, which is why Ashley is, is really coveted. Because apparently her DNA is good for it. Um, also, uh, Sadler is... Um, very powerful when it comes to this. That's why he's able to control people because he, he's kind of one with the parasite. So the, it depends on the person, but they can basically use this parasite as another game that I'm playing right now, like a mind flare tadpole to control other people. And it kind of just went awry. Sadler infected himself with it. Now he wants to spread it throughout all of the world. Big plans for everybody. And then here comes Leon to see the aftermath of this. And we got to stop it from before it spreads kind of thing. I get, That's what I gather from what I've seen. Matt, if you have a different theory, let me know. No, I think that sounds right. I just have two main questions. Okay. One... Where does all the mass come from? So, Sadler, when he takes his final form, he's got to be at least 20 times the mass of Sadler, the, the man. Right. It's not growing instantaneously, right? Is it folded up under a skin suit? <laughs> Where does the... It's like the bug from, from Men in Black. Yeah, where where does all the mass come from? And any of, and second question is any of these people who go into their final form, whether it's Ramon or Krauser or Sadler, can they go back? I don't know. Is that a, can that be a temporary thing where they revert to their human form, or is it like ripping its way out? And that was a that was a only one way situation. 
I, I would assume it's a one-way situation because it seems very violent and actually kind of painful for the host itself. Yeah, so it's not like a werewolf transformation. Right. I think that you're you're just now Bugman. Yeah. Well, but they claim blood. that's like the 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 ultimate form. So do they retain I, yeah. all of their? mental capacities in that form I mean um, I, I, it seems like and I know Ramon was talking to us the whole time we were fighting him as the, 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 the big jawed guy all of a sudden they've got a lot more things to think about <laughs> navigating with all these sure. spiky bits and... they seem to get around pretty well though yeah, yeah they move well <laughs> you were asking questions that I do not have answers to Imagine. I mean, I'm not sure I've seen all of the animated movies, but I feel like you know the way Krauser only went with like he was still a human just with some spikes coming out of him. Sure, that seems at least, if not revertible, like maybe they were like wings that could kind of fold back down and and fit under a henchman's trench coat or something. But obviously, Salazar and uh, Ramon and Sadler. They're not fitting back in any kind of a human form. I can't see how they how they could. I don't. I don't either. I don't know. It could be like uh, the symbiote, like um, where it just kind of just comes over you and then goes back away. Yeah. I don't know. You you always seem to ask the questions that the only answer is it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much lore, right? I just I wonder <clears throat> if it's been answered definitively somewhere in the books or the animated movies or, or anything. If, if there wasn't any more lore, possibly. I'd just chalk it up to, well, one can never know these things. Well, the thing is, you always see stuff mutate, right? Yeah. Bosses always mutate, turn into these giant monsters that you have to fight. With the exception of one, Albert Wesker. Albert Wesker has crazy superhuman strength. He has speed. He can almost teleport. He can jump on walls and stuff like that. He still looks like Albert Wesker. He just has red eyes. Yeah. And he fixes that by wearing sunglasses all the time. I mean, Krauser did for most of it. Yeah. It's actually one of the things that I, I, I really like about this game, one of those little details from the uh, they highlighted it in that video that that you had sent, but the way even like regular enemies, if you like blow their head off or blow their arm off, you can see like the little tendrils just kind of waving around in the air. Yeah. I love that that highlighting the fact that they're all super infected. And it's not just yeah. a mental thing. It is clearly like diffused throughout their body. Yeah, the the parasite is taking them over. Yeah, and there's and, and when you kill an enemy, there's the parasite still alive. Yeah, even if they don't mutate into a new enemy, you can still see the the parasitic bits floating floating out of the out of the hole you just carved in them. Yeah, the only the only way they die is when you kill the 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 mother or the master, which is apparently in Saddler. So, yeah. Um, Does that then free them all? Would it revert? They would just die, I guess, wither away within them? I, 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 that I don't know. That, I don't... That's kind of a sad ending to the game then, because you kill Sadler, everyone else is maybe on their road to recovery, and you just burn everyone to death. Yeah, you just blew up the entire island. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> there will be no saving any <laughs> but, of those people. Uh, it's true. It's true. It's like, like, well, it's like the ending to Jurassic Park, the book. Yeah. Where they just they, bomb they everything. freaking <laughs> bomb the entire island. We never actually talked about that, but I read that book, and man, is that different from the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Majorly different. Yeah, it's, 
it's really different. It's different in tone. It's different in a lot of the scenes. Um, you know, and having read it so many times, it's it's those scenes that you don't get to see come to life in the movie that always like they'll stick with me because I'm like, oh, this this only exists in the book. Yeah, you know, some of them they they the certainly fact... tried to come back to like the aviary in in Jurassic Park three, the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the fact that one of the main characters of the book dies probably 40 minutes into the movie is insane to me. Yeah. Like the lawyer, Zorano, is that his name? Yeah. Like he's one of the main heroes of the book. Like he's a good guy and they turn him straight up into like the, you know, the money grubbing yeah. bad guy yeah, like a cartoon in the, <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. It's like a cartoon. Anyway. So yeah. Read Jurassic Park. If you haven't, that is a fantastic book. That is man. I actually was just looking the other day because for many, many years I was on like an annual cadence of, I'd read the book once a year. Um, and I was trying to catch up to my age. But I have since fallen off the wagon, and I haven't read it in about four years now, three or four years. No, it's uh, it's really good. But yeah, back to Resident Evil. Um, we'll let you get, now that we you get, get the to go back into that uh, cathedral room, and it's all demolished since the fight. Yeah, uh, the Aiden mm-hmm. Sadler fight. And you can also get a little bit more context there. It looks like the, the Saddlers have been, they have like a, they pass on generations. It's almost like a, a perfect bloodline almost. So, um, yeah, the, the, the next thing, the only thing we have to do now is, is take out the boss. And, um, not much you do before that. You just exit the throne room, maybe go through a couple of little rooms, and then you're there. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, you you go down to like a pier dock area. Yeah. And um, Ada's there with you, but uh, she she's she, it'd be nice to just have like a fight with her kind of like how we did with Luis where she's helping us, but she only helps us like twice scenes. <laughs> yeah. And in, in cut scenes. Um, but yeah, uh, Sadler is in the road. I'm going to show you my, my true form and morphs into, I don't even know. It, it reminds me of, you know, in gears of war, the spider things they're called corpsers. Yeah. It reminds me of that, but it has eyeball. I don't know what it is about Resident Evil and eyeballs. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a pretty pretty typical Resident Evil like boss strategy. Is guess where their weak points are? It's there are many giant red eyeballs. Yes, it's always the eyeballs. But uh, we had to uh, we have to shoot the eyeballs. Um, he has eyeballs on all four of the legs. And the weird thing is, is, yeah, maybe a crab, spider crab or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he, he will try to, uh, swipe at us. Um, he'll try to, um, kind of like stomp on us. Yep. Occasionally he'll jump away to far distance where we can't reach him. Uh, and then he will send his little minions out to us. The, 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 the bug flying creatures. Yeah. Um, so I did die here. Um, and the whole reason why was because I did not realize I could go farther down the pier. I just kept going back and forth on the main part where we start. And I was like, Oh shit, I can go all the way down through here and go around and stuff. like." I was like, Oh man. And there's so much ammo around here. Ammo (laughs) and life. Because I ended up, I went into this fight with like 
three first aid sprays plus a, a mixed green and red herb, and then I picked up at least another mixed herb worth of materials. So I felt like not only was I armed to the to the teeth, but I had more uh, more life items than I've ever had in this game. So I, I took a fair few hits, and a couple of times I just said, "I'm gonna, I'm going to take the hits to get the shot off." Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't die. I I just kind of ran around. I got I like it when they give you the dodge option because I'm maybe seventy five percent good at it, <laughs> or I can I can yeah. hit the dodge seventy five percent of the time. I miss it more than I think I, I should, you, but I, I it ex- feels good when you exactly. do it. Exactly. I miss it almost every time and end up just crouching and making myself even more vulnerable because now I can't move. (laughs) Yeah, I've done that many times to, like, regular enemies. Like, I'll go to do something and I'll just crouch in front of them and then they'll they'll just hit me with an axe or something. Yep. That's that's me in a nutshell. But, um... I feel like he had a lot of attacks here that were actually a bit easier to dodge than some of the other ones, right? He's got the ones that where they telegraph it and they give you the, the option to hit I guess for me, circle to to dodge it. But he also had at least two attacks that were like straight line attacks, where yeah, he they had like spit an, the a, goo at you. Yeah, the goo or like the arm extension. Yeah. Um, but both of those, I felt like if I wasn't that close to him, were pretty easy to avoid. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't feel like I had that. I mean, I guess Krauser wasn't overly difficult, but. I think maybe um, Ramon was probably the hardest of these bosses for me. Uh, I would I would say so, yeah. Ramon, because he's just so mobile. Yeah. Um, I was able to... Um, I mean, at the, at the end of this, I was just like, this, use everything, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and I was... Um, after take the, the only issue I had was was trying to get around him to get the eyeballs on the back legs because I don't have a really good shot whenever he's facing me. Yeah. Um, I got too many of his back t- leg ones. I think I must have gotten those mostly through either barrels or grenades. Oh, see, I I wasn't even doing that. I think because I at this point I also had probably three of the big grenades, and maybe one of the never use one. Uh Never use one. Like a guy like this, right? He's sitting in the middle, just maybe a foot off the ground. He's got his four legs. So it's, in my mind, I'm like, this is the, the physics really allow you to drop a grenade right underneath his fleshy bits. (laughs) Get all that nice shrapnel in there. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think I did take out one or two on the back legs with a rifle, but um, mostly I felt like when I got his front legs down, he went down, and I must have already gotten the, accidentally gotten the back legs. I had the 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 like Desert Eagle looking gun. I can't remember oh, the Killer Seven. Yeah. I had it fully upgraded, so literally one shot from that would kill an eyeball. Oh, nice! And so it was. It was just pow, pow, pow. You know, it was like as long as I took my time to aim my shots, I could I could take him down, and then. After you get him down, he kind of destroys the entire area, and he's kind of surrounding you. Like you can't, you're like you're like in a very small, like little area where you can't move around really. Yeah, that's when I pulled out my magnum. That's yeah, I pulled out the magnum because he reveals him his his. I don't even know what it is. It's like a it's like a womb that holds him in it. But it's like a fetal version of him. Yeah. And so I, I shot it with the Magnum probably seven times. And then Ada comes in and says, here, use this. And she throws this rocket launcher. A nice Resident Evil staple. Classic Resident Evil staple. Shoot the rocket launcher to end the game. And I shoot the rocket launcher and hit the little fetus thing and kaboom he dies and uh yeah he's he's now dead um i don't know who who sets off the the self destruct um 
There's Ada. Inception. So now the place is just going to blow up? Yeah, because you get a timer. Mm hmm. So. It's a good question. I wasn't sure if it was just all the destruction that we had done eventually meant that the place was going to implode. I don't know. She definitely didn't shoot it with a. The helicopter that picks her up doesn't shoot it. No. I have no idea. Ah, yeah, well. Place is going to blow up. Yeah, someone does. You we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. She throws us a uh, a key to a jet ski. And she's like, you might want to go. And she flies off on a helicopter. comes picks her up. Helicopter has the umbrella symbol on it. Of course it does. So uh, she flies off. Crap. Okay. Ashley, we got to go. Place is going to blow up. So we have to run down kind of like to a, a, a dock area that's underground. Yeah. And we are running into enemies, but the enemies, there's only one enemy that actually tries to attack us. It's the, the first one that we run into. We bust through the door and all the other enemies are like kind of like on the ground, like just convulsing. And... We, I think Ashley even asked, like, what's wrong with them? He's like, the, the parasite's dying in them. Because we killed the, the the hive mind, I guess. So we're just basically running at this point. Make it down to the to the underground tunnel. And the timer was jet particularly close. Here. I don't remember being down to the last 10 seconds or anything like that. No, no, it wasn't. They give you plenty of time, and uh, you you jump on the jet ski, and you have a little jet ski scene where you you're you're having to control it and dodge stuff. That's this place is crumbling apart. Um, you have to jump multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> avoid all the. And, I wanted to call them icebergs, but they're I guess boulders. Yeah, boulders falling into the water. And debris and then when we make it out we're out in the open ocean I guess I don't know where we are really and um yeah we make it out and Ashley's like man we, we make a good team like, yep we sure do and we kind of just ride off into the sunset and that's Credits roll. You want offers him a job? Do, get a, <laughs> do you want to be my personal bodyguard, oh, basically? Right. Yeah. She's like, I could, I could uh, put in a good word for you with my dad. And he's like, Nah, I've got more things I've got to do. So they, uh, they take off. Credits roll. Halfway through the credits, mid credits, cutscene, we get a scene with Ada and her helicopter flying off. And she sees uh, Leon's made it out on the jet ski. And she's on the phone with somebody. And, well, it's it's no big secret. They they zoom out, so you see who it is. She's basically talking with Albert Wesker. She's saying, what are you going to do with this? She's got the amber. She's got the the main parasite. He, and he's, he, he's straight up with her. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. We're gonna we're gonna use it for for umbrella things. <laughs> Did you say millions will die? She's like how how many like how many she asked like how many people are gonna die? Thousands? He said probably more like millions. And she's like Yeah, I'm gonna hang up on you now. So she hangs up on him and she puts a gun to the pilot's head and says, We're changing courses. So he has to turn. He turns around and she goes somewhere else and they fly off. The mystery and of Ada. Uh, she's not good, yeah. but she's not all bad. Yep. And that's uh, that's the end of the game. You have the ability then to save your game and you can do a new game plus mode. 
Um, you also unlock what they call the professional mode, which is a hardest difficulty, I think. Yeah, extra hard. And, um, yeah, there's a couple of things that you can now do. Like, um, you can go back and replay the game. Um, different, like, um, things unlock, like new costumes, stuff like that. Um, and then there's new weapons that you can purchase. One of which is the infinite rocket launcher. The infinite rocket launcher is an instant kill on everything, including bosses. I want to get that. Does it have a price it tag? Costs two, it costs two million. And Jeez. I don't have that. I don't have that kind of cash. Now, you start New Game Plus, and you, everything that you've had, that includes all the weapons, all the upgrades to the weapons, all your money, all your treasures, and your health maxed out. All that transfers over. Um, so I did, I started a new game plus and I put it on the easiest difficulty. Let me tell you something. The, the first chapter, how long did it take me and you to get through the first chapter? You'd say an hour, Yeah, probably an hour. No, I did it in 10 minutes. Oh, that's fun. Cause I have the the highest upgraded handgun on the easiest difficulty dudes go down in two shots Just popping them yeah that's right I didn't even have to do anything for the the chainsaw guy in the village when the chainsaw guy showed up I shot him like six times and he's dead I was like this is easy I knew exactly where to go so I went ahead and went I am just basically collecting as much money as I can not spending any of it. And I'm going to get that infinite launcher. Do you know what the and total the f- value of all your weapons are currently? It's got to be four or five hundred thousand. Mm, maybe, maybe. I don't want to play that game just yet because I don't want to sell my stuff and then not have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't sell it until it was what triggered me getting the uh, the ro- infinite rocket launcher. But if that's your last twenty five percent. Then you only need uh, 1.5 million. So I looked it up, and the 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 hardest achievement in this game is beating professional mode in under six hours. So that's the hardest difficulty, and you have to do it in six hours. Now, I'm not going to say I'm going to get that achievement, but I did look up strategies on how to do it. The strategy is beat the game, play the game a second time on the easy difficulty, earn as much cash as you can, and then buy the infinite launcher, start a new game plus plus with the infinite launcher into professional mode, and it makes professional mode way easier. Yeah. So you're so, one hitting everybody. Exactly. So I think if I have a little spare time, I may just do that. Now, there may not be a way to hang on a second. Let me look let me look at the achievements again. Do you also think because you get there, more money on the easy playthrough? More of everything, more jewels, would, more money. I'm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Possibly. So let me look at the achievements for Resident Evil 4. The hardest achievement. Um, there's minimalist, frugalist. That would be kind of difficult. So there's Sprinter, which is complete the main story within eight hours. There is complete the main story on professional mode. Yeah, that's it. Those are the two hardest. That's the hardest. Uh, Complete the 
Complete the main story on professional mode. 11% of players have got that. Now, S rank, S plus rank investigator. Complete the main story on hardcore mode with an S plus rank. The only way to get S plus rank is to start a new game. You cannot do that with new game plus. Oh, wow. So you have to do it on that. Um, mission accomplished. Complete the main story on standard mode with an S plus rank. Uh, yeah, that looks like it's it. Plus, is there a time limit for that for normal or hardcore? Uh, yes. So S plus means, let's see here. Yes. I came in at just about 20 hours. It was like 1951 or something. Um, hardcore. How did I finish the game with an S plus rank? Here we go. And to do this, the highest rank S plus has an additional restriction that makes it even even more challenging. If you don't meet the requirements, for any of the listed ranks of your chosen difficulty, you the game defaults to give you a B ranking. All right, so note that all S plus rank on all difficulties must start a new playthrough without carrying over any equipment from the previous run. However, bonus equipment unlocked through challenges and deluxe edition content is allowed. To get a S plus rank, ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. To get an S-plus rank, the game must be started from new game on the title screen and must be completed in under four hours. Oh. That's a speed run right there, boss. To get an S-rank, you must complete the game in under four hours, but you can use new game plus. To get an A-rank, you must complete the game in under 15 hours. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of thinking... All right, if I have infinite uh, rockets and I'm playing it on easy, I could probably do it in eight hours. But now you're telling me none of those advantages in getting it in four hours? I take that back. That's for the assisted difficulty. For standard difficulty, which is what we played it on, to get an S-plus rank, you have to start a new game and complete it under five hours. And for the hardcore difficulty to get an S plus rank, you have to complete the game in under five hours and 30 minutes. Jeez. That's still fast. And on the professional difficulty, you have to complete the game in under five hours and 30 minutes and complete the game having 15, save 15 or fewer times. What was your number in the end? I think mine was 66. I was like 30-something. I mean, if you got to beat, if you got to beat the game in five hours and 30 minutes, probably, you ain't got time yeah, to save. Yeah, what are you doing wasting those seconds? <laughs> exactly. There was a lot of times in heard... this game where I saved at the end of a chapter, and then I saved like one minute later at the first vendor or merchant that I, that I saw. Yeah, I did that too. One of the things I, I, I was I was looking up tips on how to do that, and they said that if you die, quit the game and load it back up from your last save because it counts all of that time that you spent to where you died. So let's say I saved at a merchant because if you <clears throat> on the harder difficulties, they don't have um, if you if you do it on professional mode or hardcore mode. They it only saves from your last save point, not from the checkpoints. It's a lot harder. Yeah, I assume it's just so harder in die, every way, right? Like it's load the game. Yeah, you you lose those checkpoints. The enemies, I assume, have more health. Um, also, I assume there's a lot less ammo and health items. I would assume so too. Yeah, all of the above to make it harder, which. At the end of the game, I, I felt like, all right, even if they even if they cut thirty percent of what I had, I still would have had enough. But there were definitely parts in this game where I ran out, or or certainly would have ran out if it had been any more restrictive. 
Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah. Resident Evil 4. It's a very good game. It is a very good game. I I enjoyed the crap out of this game. Very good remake even, of even an already the, very good game. <laughs> yeah. Even with the, the save issues that I had, I was like, mm, I still had a really good time with this game. It would have this been really awesome. tough if that's the way, that's the note that your experience ended on. I was having so much fun. Oh, yeah. I just lost uh, everything. Literally an hour and a half away from beating the game. Yeah. And I just lose my save. Oh, God. <laughs> what a nightmare that would have been. Yeah. Thank God for cloud saves. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I didn't have those cloud saves, I would have been doing that. I would have been starting all over. So. But yeah, that's um, that's Resident Evil 4. I, man, solid, solid entry. Great remake. Looked fantastic. Played great. Tons of little side stuff to do. Kept you busy. Yeah, I feel like all the stuff I would say now is all the stuff I've said on every episode, which is just that, you know, I I continued to enjoy it throughout. I love the diversity of areas. I love the, the way they're connected together. I love the the combat, I love the the way it keeps you at just the right level of readiness until the very end. I never really felt overpowered in the game, but also I never felt stuck ever in the game. That's uh, just such a great balance to strike. Absolutely. That's that's. I think that's probably the best thing that you can say about that. Get this game is. the way it is balanced is damn near perfect. Yeah. Because the, they push that, they push that feeling of, of franticness. And it's not just because you're surrounded by guys. It's not just because, you know, you're, you're, you're one man against a bunch and there's a guy with a chainsaw and there's a guy with a gun then stuff like that. It's more of, it's a balance of that. Plus you got this handgun and you got 30 shots. What are you going to do about it? And it really, man, I, I was, I, I would, I would stop and, 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 and would just say, I'm, I would think to myself, I'm very impressed at how, how well they do that. Cause after every major firefight in this game, I had like two bullets to my name. Yeah. That balance is just amazing. And and the other thing that really ties in with it for me is the, the way they stagger and you have to get into the fray to melee them. To me, that is such yeah. a good back and forth of, you're never just going to sit on the outside and unload your clip because it's not efficient. And you probably will run out of ammo if that's the way you approached every fight. And so the, exactly. the limitations on the ammo enhance the gameplay mechanic of going in and, and taking that that melee kick, which, you know, it just heightens all of that. I think all these little systems work together for me, and it's just such a such a fun, chaotic fight. People are spawning all around you, every direction. You can never get really too comfortable. Um, yeah, just just a ton of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't suggest this game enough to people. And and I, I totally want to go back and get that infinite launcher. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely probably will do that sometime this year if I get some free time. Just boot it up and be like, All right, let's 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 work on getting that money. Gotta get that money. It's a it very different mine. like there's so clear stakes in the game to be like, yeah, Leon is in, he's, he's here, but he's here for the money. It's a very different mindset. <laughs> That's right. I'm not surviving. I'm profiting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's it. No, no emails this week. If you would like to send an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also uh, tweet to us or, or X to us, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But that's going to be it for Resident Evil Four. We are moving on 
we announced it last week. We had, we're going to remind everybody this week. We're going to be playing Pillars of Eternity. So sticking with our theme of playing games that could be spiritual successors or from another, from the same studio, that kind of thing. We've played Alpha Protocol before, which was made by Obsidian Entertainment. Now we're playing Pillars of Eternity, which is made by Obsidian Entertainment. Um, I have not played a game like this in a while. This is kind of old school, early 2000s RPG, Bioware kind of, you know, Boulder's Gate, maybe Knights of the Old Republic, that kind of thing. So it's been a while since I've played something like this. I have played probably about three or four hours of Pillars of Eternity before. I have not got that far into it. Uh, didn't mind what I played of it. So I'm excited to jump into it. It'll be pretty new for me. So, uh, I'm not sure I've ever played a game quite like this, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Have you ever played any of the, the original Boulder's Gate or Icewind Dale? No. The only one I played a little of was a PS2 version. Of, of Boulder's Gate? Yeah. Maybe Dark... Probably Dark Alliance. Dark Alliance. Yeah, I believe that was the one. Yeah. And that's, that's more of like a Diablo clone. Yeah. That's more of an action RPG. Yep. So, okay. Well, there we go. We're we're in slightly unfamiliar territory, but I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm really digging Baldur's Gate three, which is a different kind of game. Baldur's Gate three is a different kind of game. It's a turn based battle system, much like Divinity, that kind of thing. So this is this is more of a of a real time strategy RPG where you you can pause the game at any time issue out commands and then you watch those happen basically um the, the last game I played that was kinda like this and I would say kinda in very loose terms is Dragon Age Origins Dragon Age Origins felt a little bit like this it was it's weird so when BioWare made those old school games you could you can see the evolution into their more actiony kind of games um, with Dragon Age Origins because Dragon Age they really push the whole pause time and then do your commands, but you could still kind of get away with just not pausing ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Which uh, but, uh, do you yeah. think this? Which of the two games do you think is harder, this or Baldur's Gate Three? Oh, this game. This game's harder. Okay. Yes, yes. Baldur's Gate 3... Baldur's Gate 3... Baldur's Gate 3 can be challenging, but I feel like you just have a little bit more at your disposal. And you can just take your time. Plan out something. Will it work? Maybe not. Maybe it will, kind of thing. Um, Baldur's Gate and, and, and Divinity share a little bit with XCOM, the new XCOM games, where everything is a chance, you know? Yeah. Like, I could be standing in front of a dude, I can swing a sword at him, and I may miss, you know, that kind of thing. And this happens here, but it all happens in real time, which makes it the difficulty a little bit a little bit more challenging. Um, But I, I would say it's not overly difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Like I say, give it give it the old college try at least. But uh, I'm I'm giving it. I, I'm I'm excited to jump into it because I this, this is like a very story driven, very narrative driven kind of game, and and you can totally like avoid stuff by talking, you know. Yeah. Get, get like making your choices and stuff like that. And they're real. It's not just a perception of choice. I, I, I it's, as far as I can tell, it's real. <laughs> I haven't made it that deep into it, like I said, but um, but seems like it. Definitely seems like it. Interesting. But yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for us. Um, thank you all for listening. Please send those emails. Give us give us your final thoughts on Resident Evil Four if you if you have them. 
or uh, if you want to play along with us with uh, Pillars of Eternity, please do and let us know what you think. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us this week. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the beginning of Pillars of Eternity. I remember those lost in the dark, the bullet or the blade that kept us apart. But I've been moving on, can't be still for long, cause it's the only way. Never ache for a place called home, can't hold on so tight, gotta let it all go. I have a purpose, it's all that I need, to help me find my way, every day. be drawn into the light or the shadows in your head keep your eyes on the road ahead and don't ever look back don't ever look back cause I I got a feeling in my bones that everything's gonna be fine yeah don't ever look back don't ever look I have it all by my side As I ride